Well, hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know What Yet. <laughs> Do you want to explain that one, Stephanie? We can't decide where this episode will land, in what feeds, feed or feeds, it will land in, but um, one shall be chosen at the end of recording. One or more. One or more, exactly. So, Stephanie, do you want to pull up on day one? Actually, there we go. We don't need to read them our itinerary. What did you think we were going to do in this podcast? I thought we were going to like actually talk about what we did, not read them a line item list of <laughs> the things gonna, that we did. I'm not going to go through everything, but just think, I mean, for me, it would be helpful to remember like what are the things that we did so that I could talk about them then. Okay. All right. So, All right. what? Go ahead. Start us off, Stephanie. Where are we? We are somewhere in Arizona. On Williams, our, Arizona. Are we still in Williams? Yep. There's okay. three exits for Williams. So I thought I think we, we passed just, all three. Well, okay. We're close to Williams, Arizona. And we are um, headed back to Las Vegas, Nevada, to return our rental car and fly home. Well, I'll tell you, we are at Devil Dog Road. There you go. Exit 157 on I-40. <laughs> Is that, we are, yeah, on yeah, I-40. Yeah, we're on I-40. I-40 West. Where were we? Why are we here? Does, why are, some people may not know this. Cliff and I are wrapping up our week-long vacation to Sedona, Arizona. Well, we weren't in Sedona all week. We started our week in Las Vegas specifically to see Carrie Underwood's Reflection Residency. I planned this trip around that show date. It was the last show in June. Um, they've wrapped that show until September. And I really wanted to see it. And this June was the best time for us to see it. So then I just planned starting our trip on that date. So we got into Vegas. We had a day of doing Vegas things. Um, which basically means which, walking down the Vegas Strip and... Uh, right. Doing shopping at these super fancy indoor casino shops and stuff. We did buy some hats. We did buy some hats, which I loved that. Li- was it Chapel Chapel Hats? Chapel Hats. Yeah, I loved yeah. that little store. That was in the, what was the name the of Venetian... that? The Venetian. The Canal Shops. Yes. Yes, the Canal Shops. So if you've not been to the Venetian, they actually have an indoor canal where you can ride a gondola. If you want to, they'll they'll take you on a little gondola ride, and it goes all throughout this massive hotel. And if you look up, it looks like you're in. I guess it would be Italy. Is that uh, yeah. what it is? Yeah. And so you're you see the sky, and you really feel like you're outdoors. It does feel like it's outdoors. And when we were in there, I sat down at one of the tables just to kind of take a break. Well, when we were in there, we left Kentucky at. Like six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, on we, you Friday. woke up at three. So and I, I woke, woke up at two thirty. I woke Cliff up at three twenty. Matthew drove us to the airport. Yes. So we landed in Vegas at like seven thirty a.m. But our check-in time wasn't until the afternoon. Three o'clock. And we learned that we could check in early. So before that, we As the we best got some forty dollars we ever spent. The best. It, absolutely, it was. So we got we its meeting and and then we went over to we did the what? Canal. we ate 
I thought you said we did speeding. I said we did some eating. Did some eating. I, I heard you say we did some speed. We did speeding. <laughs> we did some speed. <laughs> I have no and idea what that meant. No, it's like, so we did we, some eating. So we ate breakfast. We ate, and then we were just walking around to kill time. And until eleven o'clock. Until eleven, when we could check in. So I'm sitting. It's probably ten fifteen in the morning, and I'm sitting at one of these tables outside of a restaurant at the canal shops and it feels like dusk inside and my body is like well we've been up for a whole heck of a long time let's just lay down on the table and take a nap I did not do that but it was the right setting for it yep. um, it's very peaceful and calming in there anyway. and then we checked in and we took a nap a yep. nice long long nap so we stayed at the Treasure Island Resort was incredibly affordable and not only was it affordable but the room was really nice and overall you know it's it's a nice resort area i mean it's they're all casinos which i could care less for casinos we actually we didn't even we did not we did of course now that's not to say we can't we can't promise you that we will not gamble while we're here because we're due to arrive in Las Vegas. Uh, GPS is telling us like 432. six hours before our flight. Yeah, so it, we've, we've got plenty of time. Plenty of time to gamble in the airport. Or on the strip. I'm not going back to the strip. <laughs> I honestly don't think I would we, ever need to come back to Las Vegas. I would never have to come to Las Vegas again. The only reason I would ever come to Las Vegas ever again in my life is to see a show is either for a conference that I definitely want to attend, which is what, it, you know, I don't mind going to a conference in Las Vegas because most of the times when I go to a conference, I don't, wa- I don't want to, I don't want to have a lot of things that I could be doing in that city that would distract me from all of the networking. And I know that that sounds ridiculous to some people. It's like, what do you mean? There's not, it's, there's so many things to do in Las Vegas and there's people who love Las Vegas. Las Vegas is the thing. I, Stephanie and I have talked about it. It's like, it's just not our thing. It's not my thing. Anyway, Treasure Island, We it was it was super nice to be able to just pay 40 bucks and at 11 a.m. be able to have that room for essentially an extra day for us because we went and we slept and we slept hard. We did. Then we did our Vegas things. We, we walked the strip. We did and walk we, the strip. We, we did enjoy the Bellagio fountain because Stephanie wanted to go see that again. Did. And we got to see it we go it twice. twice. And then what was the volcano eruption? The, the was Mirage. Was it the Mirage? Yeah, that was okay. And our second day in Vegas, the, the day of the show. Oh, by the way, we, we, went to see, we, we did see plenty of almost naked women walking the strip offering. We did. That was for free. <laughs> that was for free. We had lunch with um, clients of yours or brunch. Yep. On Saturday. Saturday. We flew in on Friday. So on Saturday we had brunch with them. And then I stayed in our room and read a book. I was like, I've seen the strip. I don't need to go back out. I don't want to do anything. I want to read this book. It was a, trust me, it was a really good book. And then we got dressed for our show. And then it was time for us to room. go to the Carrie show. Which was amazing. Which was absolutely amazing. The theater that they were in in Resorts World. I don't think that there was really a bad seat in that auditorium. In the theater. 
theater. That's what it's And about. the set was amazing. She had a full-blown Jeep that drops down from the ceiling. There was, I mean, there's this, um, I, well, I don't think anybody else go to see this show. Actually, I don't know. I, if, what, if you do, she's set September, one date in November, and um, several in December. Well, then I don't. I won't say so. what they did, and I don't want to tell them about the set for the yeah. the close but, of the show. But it was amazing. It, it was, was spectacular. Um, and these are things you couldn't do if you were on tour like that. that which is why she does them. Exactly. And and why I wanted one of the reasons why I wanted to see this show. I um, liked so this bad. show from Carrie. I'm not. A, here's the crazy thing. How many times have we seen Carrie now? And um, that was your fourth time. You've seen her twice in concert. Once, well, the, obviously, um, twice at a at a tour, once at the Opry, and then at this residency. And you've seen her five times. Correct. That's hilarious because I'm not a Carrie fan at all. I know. I am. And this was probably my favorite time seeing Carrie because the set was so amazing. The seats were absolutely phenomenal for the whole thing. What I loved about this is that it was reflections of her entire career. And so it made it the best Carrie concert experience I've had. Very good. And the, those who are longtime Cliff and Stephanie fans, part of our community, been following us for a very long time, you probably know that we are really good friends with two members of Carrie's band. So we got to meet up with them and chat for a bit after the show, and, and that was good. Yep. We just hung out with them for a little while. And then after that, we headed back, and that was our two days in Vegas, right? Yeah. We left Sunday morning. So, let's talk about that. Sunday morning, we, we did not do a rental car in Vegas because we figured we're on the Strip. Right. The Resorts World was on the Strip. Everything was fine. We figured we could just Uber anywhere we wanted to go, and we did. So, we left Sunday morning, checked out of the hotel, and we... Ubered to what we thought would be the place where we would pick up our rental car. I no. What? I said nope. Nope, it was not. Nope, it was not. So the interesting thing is that whenever I go on a trip and I am going to rent a car, I always do those comparative Google searches and I find like the cheapest rental car you can possibly get. Because why not? (laughs) There's a reason this one was cheap. Well, the th- oh, you mean because of the location? Yes. Cause, cause we're driving right now. We're in a 2023 Kia Forte. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And it's a, it's fine. It has no pickup and go. It's not a car that I would buy, but but it, um, but for what we're using it for, especially been, with the, for a long road trip, right? Super economical on gas. Yes, it's been very nice. But um, and the air conditioner works. So in Vegas, there is like a rental car. Complex. Complex. Thank and you, you have to take what... a shuttle from the airport to, the to com- that place. Right. And so your friends, that are your clients that we had brunch with the day before said, don't go to the airport, go to the complex, you know, the, save yourself a, a shuttle ride, right? Yep. So we go and we walk in the complex and you're like, uh, 
where I enter, where I rented, it's not here. So we kind of yeah, walk so around, dazed we, for a bit, and then we learn that we actually have to take a shuttle from the shuttled place. From the complex. From that, from the rental car. So you go in, and they have all of these to rental the car companies. warehouse. But a couple streets over. <laughs> a couple miles away, actually. It was. Um, so we rented this car from Ace Rental Car on Las, South Las Vegas Boulevard. But I think I ended up getting it for like $23 a day. That's not bad. And, the, I mean, yeah, and for it unlimited. Ser- it served its purpose, and we drove to Sedona, which that drive was fast. Like, it didn't feel like when we got in the car and and we're like, okay, it's like four hours and what odd minutes. And I don't feel like it felt like that. Yeah, it was, I think we were projected at four and a half hours. Oh, and we stopped to go to the Hoover Dam. That's, that's, oh, yeah, that's yes. why. Then, yes, we went to the Hoover Dam. What did you think about the Hoover Dam? It's impressive. I think I'd like to know more about it. Okay. Uh, uh, just about, just more about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'd say going back and going back home watching a documentary on it would be perfect enjoyable then we pretty much were like let's head to Sedona and it drove us I don't know what the highway was but it drove us through the middle of the desert there was a, there was there was what's called dirt dust devils dirt devils dust devils yeah it's like little miniature tornadoes of sand and one of them broadsided us. <laughs> it gotcha. Came up out of nowhere, and it's like, I'm not going to be able to avoid that, am I? And um, thankfully, it was it was not as big as a tornado, but they're all over the desert. They are. And we drove for probably about two and a half hours, three hours, straight through the desert. Then That's we came good. out, and then we still had a, you know, 140. 50 mile, 140, 150 miles to, from that road, um, I, I would imagine we were probably on the road we're on now, which was 40, so we would have been going I-40 East towards Flagstaff, and then one of the things that people told us that we should do is definitely make sure to go through Oak Creek Canyon uh, when you're in Sedona. They said it's just a beautiful scenic drive. And we didn't have to plan for it because our GPS took us through Straight Oak through. Creek Canyon. Absolutely stunning. It is, yeah. I mean, we stopped halfway through just to take a picture. And I'm like, I had no idea because I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I've seen pictures of Sedona, but I don't, I, you don't get a scale for the size of things in pictures. Right. The first time I saw red rocks and we could pull over, Stephanie and I pulled, you know, we did a selfie and it was there but then we get all the way through this oak creek um, canyon and right at the end of it is downtown or uptown i don't know what you would call it sedona and the very first thing on the strip is the matterhorn inn which is where stephanie and i stayed very very cute little motel and I would stay there again for the view. This place, and again, we booked everything last minute. Matter of fact, when we, when did we book the? April? Well, that's when we booked Las Vegas. 
but we didn't book. Um, oh yeah, this must have been June. Yeah, so it, we, it must we just have been booked early this, June when we booked the. Yeah, it's like we we don't know where we're gonna stay in Sedona. We just knew we were gonna be in a Sedona. Anyway, I go on to hotels.com and look up places, and there's tons of places to stay. And I think this Matterhorn Inn was only $149 a night, and I'm like, okay, that I I don't know. And it's a it, it, it had great reviews compared to other places, and like there was a place that was $279 a night. And the reviews were lower than the Matterhorn. And I'm like, I asked Stephanie what she thought. And she's like, listen, I just want a bed. And I'm like, well, there's, <laughs> there's that. But anyway, we, we went with it. And surprisingly, this place is old as old can be. It was, it was the Matterhorn Travel Lodge. And it was before any of those buildings on the strip there, the tourist you know, shopping strips. Anybody who's ever been to the Smoky Mountains, they have shops like that, you know. In Gatlinburg. Yeah, in Gatlinburg. It, it's kind of, the Sedona downtown is a little bit like that. So, but we're the very first place, and the great news is that the Matterhorn Inn, or whatever, was completely remodeled just recently, and the bathroom and and I mean it's 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 really well done and I I was frankly, surprised by how big the room was and the room was much bigger I have stayed in Hiltons that are smaller yep like it was there was plenty of room for you and I our luggage and we could still move around yep um, so it was it was very nice and then for you the four days open up the back door the sliding door and tell them about that Stephanie. So we had the benefit of being on the first floor because there is an upper level. You could go upstairs and enter your room up there, but we were on the first floor. And you open up your sliding door and you walk out onto your little uh, balcony. And off to the side of the balcony, there are stairs where you can walk out onto the roof. And so each room on the first floor has roof access and then there are chairs at the end of, at the edge of, of the roof where you can, you can sit. And the view was, when I find the right word, I'll let you know. It was stunning. <laughs> it was breathtaking. It was gorgeous. I mean, it was you all had, of those things. You, you had the, I think one of the best views of, of downtown Sedona of all of this red rock mountain. You are literally surrounded by it. Yep. And our view from our bedroom or from our hotel room, the patio and this rooftop access, it's like you are in those mountains. It, well, we were. Exactly. But it was absolutely perfect. I, could, I couldn't have wanted a, a better view that I could just see from the bed. Yeah. Certainly from the point of view of it being an old motel that's been renovated, the pricing seems right, but for the location of where we were, it seems like wow. You would imagine people would pay two or three times what we paid to stay absolutely. there. Absolutely, absolutely. Just for that view, and and we were talking about as we were leaving, it's like, hey, not if we come back to Sedona, because that's not a question. That's not, yeah, when? When we come back to Sedona, would we stay here again? I would. 
And, and the answer to that question is yes. So we get in, check into our hotel. Um, for the first night there, did we go anywhere? Well, I think we just um, walked the strip a little bit and had dinner and went back and went to bed. Like, Yep. Was that pizza night? Yes. That, that pizza was so good. That pizza was good. I obviously went off keto for this trip. I wish I could tell you what the name of it was, but I don't remember. It is Sedona Pizza and Pasta Company. There you go. Okay, so day four was our first full day in Sedona. So this was Monday, uh, July 3rd. By the way, this is the first day of the full moon as well, which was absolutely stunning. So I signed up that morning for, I was, I was using TripAdvisor and I signed up for a Jeep tour. And one of the things that happened is I signed up for this Jeep tour and then I'm like, okay, I, I've, and it was a Vortex tour because one of the interesting things that we were interested in is people talking about the Vortex energy spots of Sedona. And not having done an incredible amount of research I, I'm like, okay, well, let's just take this Vortex tour from this Jeep company, uh, Safari Jeep company. So I sign up for it, pay, I think it's like a, it was $125 a person plus taxes and all that stuff. And I put it on our card and I'm like, okay, we're, we're registered. We're going to go tomorrow on this thing. So that was going to be for Tuesday. So I got an email pretty much right away. It says, we have, you've got a notification from such and such tour company. They've canceled your reservation. And I'm like, what's this all about? And I get a notification that says, I'm sorry, we can't, we don't, during holiday weekends, we don't take reservations. Through TripAdvisor, they overbook us. Their system overbooks us. So I'm like, okay, well, I, I called them up and I said, we want to take a tour. And they said, okay, we can put you in this afternoon uh, what was it, four, five o'clock? Four, I think we were at the five o'clock one. And so I'm like, great, this is wonderful. I'll, I'll take that. So we booked it straight through them. Then, since we were booked for a tour later in the evening, we decided to go for a trip to the first place that came to our mind, which was the church or chapel of the Holy Cross. Do you want to explain it? It... It's this small little chapel that is built in the rock. And I'm trying to think of words to, like, explain the feeling that I had when I was there. But I don't know that I can. But it's, it's again, I feel like I'll say the same things. Because the mountains and the rocks and the, the red and the, like, all of it just so... It just spoke to me in in so many ways, and I, I don't know how to... I don't know. Okay. So, it is... This chapel is built up on one of these mountains, if you will, and it... The way they've built it, the, the place where it's built, it is just... It's stunning how it looks. It's absolutely it just gorgeous. Stephanie says it's a it's a cute little chapel and did when I you, say cute? Or you you said little. I, I, it's a, I, it's a I little. Did. It is a it is a small small, small little chapel. But it, but I it looks small, but when you go inside, it's actually a pretty sizable place. Um, 
it, it was much bigger on the inside. It's like the TARDIS. It was I much knew that bigger. Was coming. It was bigger on the inside than I had anticipated it would be. I didn't think for a minute that we were going to be able to. Uh, I'm going to let this car pass me. He's coming up pretty hot and heavy. He wants to go. Yeah. So, I didn't think for a minute that we would be able to go inside and sit down or whatever, but we did, and. Uh, there was plenty of places for us to, to maneuver into, and it's kind of like a little Catholic church, is is how it would be. And we sat down and did a meditation together. We did. It was and very nice. It was a very good time and very peaceful. And when I did my meditation, I definitely felt a difference in that environment than other places and and not not that I don't have powerful meditations in other places but that meditation experience had a different quality of peace to it so much so that when I was in my meditation experience I felt like you and I were the only people there I did have that feeling while I was meditating yeah it's like there there's nobody else in this place right now so that was incredible and definitely recommend going to the Chapel of the Holy Cross. In fact, I would love to go back there again and just sit for like hours. Mm-hmm. It, that It would be that kind of a draw. It was that pleasant. Then, after that, <gasps> Stephanie, my favorite place in Sedona. Chocolate Tree. Chocolate Tree. Now, what did you think of Chocolate Tree? I love the vibe. I love the food, like the whole thing. And then we, you order at the counter, and and then you, we went out back and we sat in this garden. And I think it's probably the most peaceful, pleasurable eating experience I've ever had in my life. Yeah. So it is a cafe. It they are all organic. Um, locally grown or locally sourced. All vegan. Um, all or vegetarian. Is or it vegetarian. But yeah. No, I believe that it's, it, it's vegan. And it, it really it, it is the most pleasurable, peaceful eating experience of my life. Yeah. So this I had heard about this place from many of my friends in the spiritual community. I hang out with a diverse group of people from all different spiritual paths and they, they're like Cliff dude you're going into this incredible place and one of the places that you'll definitely want to stop in in is the chocolate tree it's called the chocolate tree organic oasis yes an oasis did not have the same meaning to me before as it does now all right. Because this place is like an oasis in the desert. Literally. The Stephanie talked about the vibe when you walk in. The playlist, the music that they play is all very much of a more spiritual nature with hints of Eastern mysticism and, and all of the it, Native American mysticism. It's, just a, it's a very eclectic music that they play.
She comes in my dreams. She teaches me lessons, and boy does she sing. Her voice sways like a hummingbird, flies like a shooting star. She whispers, "You were never born, so you will never die." Every step of the way, remember that you are an infinite soul, Atman. sit inside but this back garden that Stephanie's talking about it's it, it shades you from the direct sunlight that's outside and it's there's it's water completely covered by a canopy of trees it's a canopy of trees and there's water features there's little Buddha statues it's just and, and the tables are the wildest thing 
Now, the interesting thing that I love is that they have a lot of these natural drinks. And I had a natural root beer that they had made. You had the... I had the ginger lemonade, which was amazing. And they serve their drinks in copper, uh, which is really cool. I mean, it it was just just the whole... It makes me want to go home and get copper, copper tumblers. Yes. It really does. Yeah. That... This place was absolutely amazing. Um, it it kind of it it, it, ha- it would have to be your vibe though. I mean, it de- yes. it de- it's a, this may not be for everyone, but it definitely was Stephanie and I's vibe. Don't go in wanting a cheeseburger. Yeah, you're not gonna get a cheeseburger there. Um, but I did have I actually ordered their buckwheat pancakes and maple syrup, and that was really good. And they had I don't know what they called this garlic bread this garlic bread but when you hear garlic bread trust me you have no clue what this thing is I, it, it was the best I could describe is a multi-grain really heavy thick homemade bread infused with roasted garlic that's the best I could describe it did I do okay yeah amazing it was so good so yeah we did that and then and then we went on our really we went on a fun so, tour <laughs> we went on our fun, our tour so i i have my thoughts on the tour but i'm gonna let stephanie explain her experience on the tour first okay just sitting outside waiting for our tour to start so we're just sitting in front of of the business we're waiting for our tour guide and other tour guides are coming up and, you know, making conversation and whatnot. And, um, and making joke of or making light of one the, of the one energy of the, vortexes. Yeah, so one of the guys comes up. So there are a bunch of us waiting for our tours for, on the bench. And he said, what tour are you going on? And this woman says, oh, the Vortex tour. And then, and then made total jokes. And, and two, two, two or three different tour guides are there having jokes with one another about how stupid people and gullible people are right. about all of this energy vortex block mumbo jumbo. So it kind of set a precedent that of they, what to expect going in. These are not tours that are given by people who believe in the power of the land. They are not... Well, those people aren't. And here, I do want to say this. I don't think those guys who were saying that... That's what I'm... They don't give any... They have multiple different Jeep tours. And some of them are just off-roading adventures. Which, by the way, I think if I I were to go back, I'd love to do one of their off-road adventure tours but I would never sign up for them to give me this tour company to give me a tour of Vortex sites. Right. That's the only thing I'm saying. Yeah. But, but Rob, who was our tour guide, he, I don't think he would have joked with any of them. I, I think they hired Rob to do the Vortex tours and maybe a couple other people. Does that make sense? Like the other guys that were joking, I don't think they've ever given a Vortex tour for that company. That's not what they said, but that that's beside the point. Um, 
what I'm saying is that it set a precedent for me before I even got on the Jeep. Yeah, it, it was setting the tone for me as well. It was, it's like, wow, are we sitting here? here here's the thing. What you believe about energy vortexes or all this other stuff, you know that that's the thing. But if you're going to be, a, if you're going to have a company, and you're teaching it, you you should at least believe in what it is that you're touring, giving a tour for, right? I mean, I would think that, or it, it's, or you would. T- it's teacher like when I got. It's like when I got my job at Meyer when I was a teenager. I was your at Meyer then. It could be different now, but at the grocery store, Meyer, you, if you worked there, you were not supposed to shop at other grocery stores. Okay. Because if your neighbors know that you work at Meyer, but you're walking inside carrying Kroger bags, doesn't look very good for Meyer, does it? Yeah. So it's, it, it's kind of like the same idea to me. If you have a belief about something, that is fine. I, I'm not saying that that is wrong. But if you know that people come to this company to you take tr- these tours, you should maybe keep what you think to yourself. Yeah, you should train your employees not to joke openly and mock people who are signing up for, you know, a couple hundred dollars for a tour. It was, it was, it was, that was a very terrible introduction. introduction to this company. And so, so then, you know, our, our tour guide, Rob, comes out. We meet him. He, God love him. Um, I, think he, I think he loves what he does. I think he was good at it. But he gave me very, very, he reminded me of people in my immediate family. <laughs> so it, it was kind of like having one of my siblings as a tour guide. Okay. But once I could disconnect from that and be there for what I was there for, I thought Rob did a very good job. Um, it wasn't the tour that we were supposed to go on because he did forget some things at the um, main office. And so he didn't have what he needed to take us where we were supposed to, supposed go. to go. But, um, but I thought that he, um, corrected well and 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 took yeah. us in and he was just he was just lighthearted and fun and and so I didn't not enjoy that tour but it wasn't the tour that I expected does that yeah it makes perfect okay. sense so my my feeling about this is that the guys who were making fun of the vortex tour probably would also be making fun of Rob because he gives the Vortex tours. Probably. And I, I, yeah. But the, and those guys wouldn't be caught dead doing a Vortex tour. Because I, I, I genuinely feel like those guys who were making those jokes and mocking the Vortex tour couldn't actually give the Vortex tour without laughing. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. That was their attitude towards it. Which I'm perfectly fine with that. I mean, you know, right. what people think about energy and, and, and the, you know, the earth and... and different places and stuff of that nature that I don't care what other people believe and I don't even care that they would mock it it's just that it again it's, it's like we're the paying, business of it we, we paid a, you know 240 250 bucks for this you don't think you don't anticipate somebody you're going to get there and the employees are mocking the tour that you're going on 
Oh, I'm sure you'll have a good time. And so then we meet Rob. And by his own admission, he knew nothing about the vortex energy of Sedona before getting this job and going through training. And his introduction to Vortex is probably Wikipedia. <laughs> and his, and, and, I, and I don't want to say anything negative about Rob except for the fact that Rob really was not connected to any of this stuff that's going on. He's like, dude, I, I, he does I, a job. I, I, I knew how to drive a Jeep. Um, I know the area. And I said, I drew the short, I feel like he drew the short straw. He's like, okay, dude, I'm sorry, but you've got to do the Vortex tours. And, and here's, let us teach you a couple of things to say and, and stuff like that. Now, the, the good thing is, is he did take us to three places that have the Vortex energy that is there. Actually, there are Vortex energy and lots of different places. But he did take us to some key locations. And the first one was Rachel's Knoll. And you can do some Wikipedia research on Rachel's Knoll in Sedona and read up on it. And while Rob may not be as connected and may not have the greatest way of explaining all of these things, here's what I can tell you. And, and Stephanie will share her experience in just a moment. But when we went to this one spot, there is definitely, if, if you happen to be a person who is able to sense energy, which by the way, all of us are, most of us unfortunately are externally focused, so we don't actually sense our own energy in our body. But my, the, my energy in my body responded differently in this one spot in such a profoundly exponentially different way and if I walked out of that spot it immediately felt different and I walked back in it and I felt different and it was just incredible in fact there was this tree that is absolutely gorgeous I took a picture of this tree and I laid my hands on that tree and it's like for just a moment I was the only, it was like, I was, I don't know how to explain it. It was just, just what? You're laughing. Well, while you were, so while you were doing that was right before um, Rob was about ready to get us all back on the Jeep and he turned around and he's like, okay, he's talking to the tree. (laughs) Which I don't think you were talking to the tree, but anyway. It's more like the tree. The tree was talking to you. Actually, it was more like I was the tree. And I know that sounds crazy, but here's what I mean by that. So I had my hand on this tree and I felt as though I became one with the tree and my physical body that I felt the wind, but as, and the, the sound of the wind was just, it was, it was a trance inducing kind of sound. It was like, the, I don't know, did you ever feel at any point that like the wind is speaking to you? Yes. That's how I felt. And as I had my hand on the tree, I felt the wind on every 
branch of this tree, every leaf that was being blown by the wind, I felt. It was as though the tree was an extension of my body. Does that make sense to you? It makes sense to me. It does. That's what I experienced. And I didn't need it, you know, even though Rob, and I, I believe Rob is genuine. I think he is genuinely interested in these things. And I, and he did say that, you know, I'm kind of new to this and I am trying to understand this energy work. And, and, and he is, I, I could tell by the things he said that he's been, he's been introduced to it. That there were some things that Rob said that just didn't resonate. Does that make sense? Yeah. And there were points where my skepticism of his ability to give us, you know, a, a good tour, my mind was there, but the actual energy of this vortex and this tree experience took away all of it's like, listen, you know, it, it is what it is, and you're here, and this is this is why you're here. So, I had that experience. Now, I want you to talk about your Rachel's Knoll experience. I don't know that I yet understand my um, yes, experience. Yes, you don't have to understand it. Just explain at, what at you Rachel's felt. Knoll. So, when I stepped into this one spot... The, the, the spot with the tree that we're... Close to the tree, yes. Yeah. Yes, close to the tree, this first spot. When I stepped into this first spot, I felt an immediate downpool, and it became so... I started yawning. I was, like, in this new blissed-out calm that probably could have laid down in the dirt and taken a nap if it weren't for ants. Not a heavy... A groundedness, I guess. When I walked in to a separate spot I started getting dizzy and you know the a vortex is described as you know a swirling of water correct like a, a well it's not just a, water but it's a swirling but, but pattern but a swirling pattern so can happen in water can water, happen right energy fire can swirl I mean it, it's so I you felt can have a vortex of all sorts a tornado is like a vortex. A tornado is like a vortex, yes. So I felt this internal spinning within me, um, different from the heavy grounding, grounded feeling that I felt. Yeah, so there's a the different... Other, there's a, there's the, there was a different... Was, entr- it was Rob a different was saying there is energy, energy that, that pulls down, pulls down into the earth, and then there's, there's energy centers that, that will... Um, Uplift. Are uplifting that come up from the earth. So I, I had this swirling inside. In the uplifting. In the uplifting. In the, in the so area, kind of like energy kind of, uplifting area. And I got very dizzy. I actually had to step out of both areas altogether. Even sitting down and putting my hand like and trying to like center wasn't wasn't helping. And so I went back to the the jeep and Rob thought I was dehydrated. So he told me to go drink some water. Which is impossible. <laughs> there is um, that dehydration for the, Stephanie and I during this trip. Absolutely not even, not even within the realm of possibility. Well, not even that. I, I drink half a gallon of water a day. I wasn't dehydrated coming into this trip. I know. Like, and, but even so, during this trip, I mean, we, you and I drank, both of us, a we, gallon of water each day. Each day. I know. And not just water. 
electrolytes. Elect yes. You, we had all of our electrolytes mixed into this water. So, so it, I knew anyway. I knew it wasn't. I knew I wasn't dehydrated. But I stepped out. I got on the jeep. I drank some water, and I came back, and and it it was immediate. The the moment I stepped back onto the dirt, it began the swirling in me and my head was light and dizzy so I yeah. because that tour did not give me the opportunity and the time to explore what was happening to integrate anything I, I stayed on the I stayed on the jeep and waited until everyone was done yeah so you definitely had a reaction to the energy I did in this vortex space at Rachel's Knoll at Rachel's Knoll so what Stephanie and I are trying to explain to you is that I did. By the way, I didn't feel anything in the uplift spot, but that's because I was more distracted by other things at that point. Okay. But we started with the the spot by the tree, and I definitely felt it there. And then we he took us over to the other spot. You were you know saying I, I think I'm gonna go sit down and get, get some water, or sit down in the jeep or whatever. And I went. I, I wasn't feeling anything in that other area. I was also a little distracted, kind of in my head rather than in my heart space, being able to... And so that's the thing. If you're in your head and you're trying to analyze this intellectually, you're literally thinking with your mind. But if you're thinking with your heart and you're thinking internally, that's where you sense the energy. And that's... So I went... I felt called to go back over to this, this tree... And like like I said, I I, I merged and felt tree. one with that tree, and that was an incredibly grounding, peaceful experience. And so, what Stephanie and I are trying to tell you is that whether or not you believe that we're you know making this up or whatever, these were our real felt experiences. And if there's anything, I'm incredibly thankful for that tour just for the experience to Rachel's Knoll. That was, and, and so Rob on the way there, he's like, oh man, I forgot to pick up the checks and the passes for the thing. And thankfully they were able to let us in uh, to Rachel's Knoll. But the, the other locations, there were two other locations we were supposed to go to, we did not go to. I was very consciously aware of that uh, but he did drive us into this one canyon and and in this one canyon uh, he pulls off to the side and says do you feel the energy here and I definitely felt something there but I also was for me I'm I'm like task switching in my brain I'm in my heart trying to feel this energy and to sense it and what it is and in my head, evaluating the fact that we're not where we're supposed to be. We're, we're not actually getting the experience of what we paid for. Does that make sense? It does. And that was for the rest of the evening was, was that. Did you feel anything in the canyon that when we pulled off to the side? I think I was still distracted by what happened on, I, the, knoll, on the knoll. So I can't say for certain. Gotcha. Okay, so... Uh, by the way, I, I will say this, regardless of the validness of this company's ability to give a Vortex tour and have it be anything meaningful for you, 
and not necessarily that they're required to make it meaningful, but for to give you the space for you to have it be meaningful to yourself. And also to have somebody who is knowledgeable who could help you, you know, process or, you know, you could describe what's going on. Rob's not going to be able to just like, oh, you know, maybe it's this or blah, blah. Right. It's like, I, that wasn't in my training. Sorry. I, <laughs> let me Wikipedia this for you. Next, Rob's like, okay, maybe I'll take you here. Maybe I'll take you there. I don't know. And it's like, okay, so he doesn't even know where we're going next. So we ended up going to Airport Mesa. Now, Airport Mesa is another very well-known Vortex Energy. Now, the interesting thing is, is I didn't feel anything there. No. Nothing. I mean, I've felt nothing. But again, I'm in my head thinking, I didn't need to pay 240 or 250 bucks to drive here. I didn't also. I also didn't need 250 bucks to pull over to the side of the road in the canyon for three minutes. And so at this point, I, even if there was energy for me to feel, I'm totally distracted. in my head and I am thinking, why did I spend this much money for this tour? I literally could have drove to this parking lot and sat in this viewing section with, what was there, a hundred people there? At least, we watched the sunset, that was pretty. I mean, it was, it was pretty, but that's the thing. You don't have to pay for any of that. Right. There's a couple of things about this experience. Number one, is there anything about the, is there energy that can be felt in these vortexes? The answer is yes, absolutely. If you have a belief in that sort if of thing. If you're open to feeling it. And you're open to feeling it and you're open to getting out of your head. Is the vortex tour at Safari tour, Jeep tours worth it? Heck to the no, one out of five stars is what I would give it. Highly recommend that you avoid it at all costs, the Vortex Tour. Now, with that being said, I bet you for a fact it would be worth it if you did the, uh, the, the, off-roading. the off-road Jeep Tour. Those guys seem to know how to make them, because the one of the girls that we was waiting in line with, she said she had gone on one of those tours in yes. the morning. She goes, Dude, I, I was bouncing all over the place. She was that on w- our she was on our tour. That would it sounded to me yeah. like she had a great time. It did. I noticed she did not she did not tip at all on this tour. Oh really? Yeah, she, okay. she I, I I could I could sense that she was having this I did tip for I don't know why it tipped. Uh I because it's polite. It I I guess. I but then again I don't think it's polite. I I, I think that if you've done a terrible job that it's not polite to actually tell you that you've done a good job. Does that make sense? Ed, Dude, you forgot your passes. We I did. I, I could have drove uh, for two hundred dollars cheaper. I could have drove my own car up to the airport Mesa and watched the sunset tonight. Anyway, but the sunset was beautiful. And also, while we're on this tour, going from location from these three locations, only one of which was on the itinerary, the views of Sedona are gorgeous. Now, the thing is, is you could get those from your own rental car. So, avoid the tour, unless you're going on one of those off-roading adventures. Now we're on day five, which is Tuesday. We went to the This Grand is Canyon. the 4th of July. Tell us about the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon is one of those things that I was telling you this, that when I was in 
school, all of my friends would come back and you'd be like, what'd you do this summer? And I felt like everybody said they went to the Grand Canyon and I'm 44 years old and I had never been to the Grand Canyon. And it, it was, it's, a, it was been on my list. So it's no longer on my list. The Grand Canyon is, I mean, how many times can you use the words stunning or breathtaking or mind blowing, mind blowing, like this vast untouched piece of earth that is extraordinary in, I, I just, I just don't have, I just don't, there aren't the right words. Like the ones that I have are not even sufficient. I think that the Grand Canyon really connected me to my smallness in this world. I am just like this one little person and I'm leading this one little life the best that I can. And so I know like some people get that when they go to the ocean, but I am just this one spot in the entire existence of the universe. And I felt that there. Yeah. So we did this bus that, um, obviously we didn't go prepared to hike the Grand Canyon. Although that's now on our list of things to do. But we started at the village and we got on the red line and you can take a bus from point to point of all of, were there eight points? Something like that. Something, eight or nine points. And then get off and, and so we did this. We, we walked a few of the smaller, um, the smaller walks from point to point. We walked them rather than getting on the bus to go to the next point. But the fantastic thing about it is that the view is different from every point. You're not, like, it, it is, it looks like you're looking at something completely different every time. And I do plan on going back. When we got to the last point on um, Hermit's, what, Rest. Hermit's Rest, there was a hat in the gift shop that said, I hiked um, rim to rim, right? Yep. Is that what it says? So I hiked the Grand Canyon rim to rim, or I hiked rim to rim the Grand Canyon. And I want that hat, so now I have to go back to the Grand Canyon and hike the rim. Yep. So that that's now on my list. I'm going to do that sometime in my life. And if they don't have a hat, then I will have one made. There you go. So this was not something that was in our plans at all for this trip when we booked this trip. Very true. So we had originally booked, we're going to Vegas... And then we're going to go to Sedona, and that's our trip. So this was not planned at all. And then it was just days before we left. I was like, I went to chat GPT. I'm like, hey, what are... We were looking for things to do on the drive. Yeah, we're going to have this long drive from Las Vegas to Sedona. That's how we came up with Hoover Dam. And it's like, you should definitely stop by the Hoover Dam. Okay, check. Boom. And it's like, you could also stop by the Grand Canyon. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no way. 
And so um, we actually contemplated either stopping by the Grand Canyon on the way to Sedona or today on our way home or back to Las Vegas. And the more I got to think of it, I was like, wait a second. If we're going to go to the Grand Canyon, I don't want to just stop and say, ah, there it is. There and it is. then walk, drive away. I mean, it's like, I mean, we don't know all of the things that we're going to do in Sedona, but we've got, we've actually booked an entire seven days for this trip. It would, it would make sense to go and spend an entire day. And I I did confirm it was only two hours away from Sedona. Right. So it was, so if we went to Sedona and we keep our hotel in Sedona, but we wake up one morning at eight o'clock in the morning and drive to the Grand Canyon, we're there by 10 a.m., and then we just drive home at the end of the day, drive back to Sedona at the end of the day. It's, it's, that sounds, let's do that. And so that's what we planned. That's what we, that's what we did. And we, of course, drove in and out of Oak Creek Canyon uh, for this trip. And we found this beautiful scenic view of Oak Creek Canyon. Stephanie purchased a dream catcher for McKenna. I did. And... It was just this beautiful time there, and then we drove to um, to the Grand Canyon. So it took us all the way down uh, 40 east, or 40, yeah, what are we on, 40 west, to Williams, and then you drive through the desert again, all the way to the Grand Canyon. We went to the South Rim. We parked in the village area, as Stephanie said. Now, when we got to the village point, we did actually hike down into the canyon a half a mile. Yes. Um, just Or maybe a little bit more than a half mile. It may have been a little bit more because I hit a mile by the time we were done. Yeah, so I think it was three quarters of a mile. But we were already pretty far down into the canyon. But trust me, nowhere near the bottom. Oh my gosh. It was... that That was... But we did not bring our water bottles with us, so it's like, I think we've got to turn yeah. around here. And then that I, when you went back and got them? Yeah, and then I'm like, I'm going to go back to the car and get the water bottle. So I, I walked back to the car, got I waited the water for bottles. The bus. Stephanie got us in line for, the, for this bus that stops on all of these points, which, by the way, it was $35 for a car to get into the park, and that was for one day or seven days. I don't know. You... Anyway, said, but it was only thought it was it was only thirty five dollars. The bus that takes you to all these different viewing points along the the rim was free, which was super nice and air conditioned. But what Stephanie was talking about when she says walking from point to point, I I do want to say that you're literally hiking trails. Yes. Now, granted, it's relatively flat, not completely flat, but relatively flat. But you are walking these trails, and some of the trails are as short as like seven tenths of a mile. One of them's one point eight or one point two miles. But, I think uh, the shortest one we did was half. Yeah, and we did actually do some hiking, and, and very few people. I mean, almost nobody hikes those trails in between. So Stephanie and I are, are literally, like, to us, we're literally. Oh, we're walking along the edge of the Grand Canyon for miles in the desert by ourselves. 
It was pretty wild. It, it was I, fun. It was amazing. This, uh, by the way, the time that we've been here, this is like, the, like I said, Grand Canyon Day was Fourth of July, Independence Day, and the temperature throughout this whole trip has been the hottest, you know, of the year. I think in Vegas we got up to 115. And um, I think it was right around 106 to 109 when we were in Sedona. Does that make sense? Yes. Yep. Yes. And I think it was probably, I, well, didn't that one ranger at Grand Canyon said he's, he was measuring 106? Yes, he did. So, but um, because of chapel hats over at the Canal Mall in the Venetian, Stephanie convinced me to also get a hat, or actually, but her buying a hat made me convince myself of get, going back. Yes, I, and I gave a no hat. verbal convincing of yeah. Cliff's purchase of a hat. But um, I actually like the hat I got. It's cute. It, it's it's so unlike any hat I've ever it worn is. before. But um, I am so thankful because there were times during this trip where I've walked out in the sun sunlight and in, you know in the heat of you know 109 degrees without my hat on and all of a sudden it feels hot and then I have like same like within 20 minutes later I put my hat on and I walk outside in the same exact heat and I'm like this ain't so bad because it's not baking you from the top yeah so anyway Grand Canyon I desperately want to go down that, that trail that you and I went down, I desperately want to go and keep walking as far as you can walk in a day and still come back up. Okay. And I think it... That's what he's going to do while I'm hiking the rim. So is so you don't want to do that? No. Okay. I mean, I don't necessarily need to go all the way down into the canyon to, you know, reach my life's goals. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll be fine. I I definitely want to do that. I know. It's just it was it was just so much fun and yeah. It was a great day. It, that for for being a completely spur of the moment. Hey, let's go to the Grand Canyon tomorrow. No plans. No, just drive there. Yep. Um, it was actually a fantastic day. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> next, Stephanie is going to laugh out loud as we talk about dinner after the Grand Canyon. Interesting thing, though. We did not eat breakfast that morning, did we? No. We hadn't and eaten anything all day. And then before we got on the bus to start going to the points, we each ate... A meal bar. A meal bar. Yeah. So we had so, one meal bar, each of us. And we walked for... what We were there for five hours. And... I was not hungry at all. We walked over 20,000 steps... We each drank half a gallon of water while we were out there, which, by the way, I think was about 106 degrees <laughs> when we took our last drink. Um, Just but, slightly warmer than my internal temperature. Yep. It, that's exactly how I felt. It was like I'm drinking hot chocolate, <laughs> except that it wasn't chocolate. No, it wasn't that hot. It, it, it was warm. Mine was. Okay, I don't, I don't drink ice water anyway, so for me it was not... I drink all of my water. Um, I drink a majority of my water room temperature. Yeah, this this was not room temperature is what I'm saying. So, uh, yeah, mine, I'm saying it was just slightly hotter than what I normally... This, this is but like, it was not how hot I drink my hot chocolate. 
This, this is like I just brewed a cup of hot tea and it sat for 15 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, we went to Yippie IO, Yippie IO Steakhouse. That makes me want to say something very different, <laughs> but you have to know Die Hard to know what is yeah. in my head right now. Yeah, well, some people um, already know it. We, we felt like we should probably eat. Maybe maybe for some reason we're not feeling it, but we should, we, we probably yeah, feel like I, we should eat. That's I the felt only like reason I needed we... to eat before my body said, you know, here's a migraine, here's a stomach ache. Oh, by the way, you didn't eat today. And because I was not, my body did not have any physical signs of hunger. And anyway, we stopped to eat. The place set the bar from the minute we pulled into the parking lot. There goes the tumbleweed. Yeah, I see the tumbleweed. And... We're, by the way, we are driving a little bit. This is a pretty deserty era, desert-like yeah, area. We are in Arizona. Yep. And, I mean, you knew what you were walking into when you, when you got out of the car. Oh, yeah. It, it so, definitely so had a look. It, it had a vibe. <laughs> it had a vibe. I will say the food was not terrible. The food was it, okay. It was okay. But they had one song that is either somebody's favorite song or they just play it so people don't stick it, around drinking. But the song is When a Man Can't Get a Woman Off His Mind by Bill Anderson. All right. And if you want to know... Every word of that song. Every word of and that memorize song. memorize it. Just play it twice and you'll know it. Just, well, and just go to Yippee... <laughs> Yaye, you know, whatever. <laughs> Yippee yo. Uh, gosh, they played it, that song I wonder, I wonder seven times while we were in there. It at least. had to have been more because I know the lyrics now. Like, if you played the song, I could sing it with the radio. Not that I'm asking for you to, because yeah, really. Yeah. Um, I do have a link to the Apple I, Music I know, thing in it, my, in my day one journal. And no one asked us. We sent the. You sent the song to our kids in the family group chat, and no one asked, what the heck does this mean? Yeah, because anyway. they got a Five Guys and the Cracker Barrel next exit. Is that right? I don't know. they got Did, an In-N-Out and a Sonic and a Taco Bell. Do you want to stop at this exit? I, we can stop. Yeah. All right. New brunch all day, this exit. And then right. So is this where you want to go? Yeah. We'll have to okay. finish this episode after we Oh, yeah, because our... what? We're only on like day five. <laughs> um, what, what are we anyway, on? Yeah, we're on the, the steakhouse. Let's yeah, finish the so steakhouse. So we, we finished. We ate dinner. We were fed. It, it did what it needed to do, and we drove back into into Sedona. Did we get back in time to get ice cream? Is that the night that we got? Yeah, ice cream? we got ice cream that night. And so there was this ice cream shop in downtown Sedona that oh, it's called the Black Cow, I believe is what it was called. And I had their famous black cow, which was a root beer float, and it was delicious. Which way is uh, Cracker Barrel? It said this exit, then right. Okay, so. good. I'm glad you paid attention, because I just saw the sign. One of the things that we did, so there was a video, because I did some a little bit of research about S Sedona, I went and found some YouTube videos so I could see what other people say about Sedona and, and things like that. And I watched this one video. Uh, it's called, I found the hidden energy vortexes in Sedona 
by this one YouTube creator. She and her film crew, she actually has a film crew that she takes with her to do her YouTube videos. And by the way, the, the video is done beautifully. It, it, it's it's like a nice. um, documentary of its own. In it, she visits this new age store, which we were actually, we've been Wait, to. Yep, it, yep. She visits, you know, this ashram of this guy who is obviously from a Hindu perspective. And then she hires this Cracker Barrel. Okay. She hires this Native American man named Rogelio Rodriguez. And he is taking her more on a shamanic tour of the sacred sites and does a sacred ceremonial, shamanic ceremonial, a blessing. And I'm like, I watch this and I'm like, now, okay. Number one, I would be definitely interested in visiting the the Hindu uh, ashram. Mm-hmm. I, I I would love that. I didn't know that Stephanie would love that, so I didn't really bring that up. But anyway, we're driving back from, or we're we're driving on our way to this Yippee or whatever steakhouse after the Grand Canyon, and I'm like. I, I had shown Stephanie the video the night before, and I said, what do you think about seeing if Rahelio is available, if I can find him and do a tour? And you're like, okay. So I looked up Rahelio. I, I, I pulled up that YouTube video again. I find his name in the credits, do some searching on YouTube. He's got a terrible website. Uh, that was built probably, you know, in, well, he said he started doing this work 34 years ago. Yeah. So he built this website 34 years ago <laughs> <laughs> and has not been updated since then. All right. So we are now in the Cracker Barrel parking lot. Anyway, so I, I look up Rogelio and of course it's 4th of July. There's no way he's going to be available, but when I watch this video, I'm like, oh, that would be cool to have a private tour with somebody like Rogelio, especially coming from a shamanic perspective. And and then I just like, you know, I'll show this video to Stephanie and see if she's interested. And I never j- did show it to you until the night before we went to the Grand Canyon. And I showed it to you and I said, wouldn't that be cool? And you're like, yeah, that would be cool. It would. And that, that, that's kind of all that was said about it. And I still didn't, it's like, oh, that would be cool. And, it's, and I still thought, I'm, in a way, I feel drawn to, it's like, wouldn't that be cool? I didn't feel drawn to ask you, would, by the way, if I would have said, hey, do you want to spend a morning and go up to this ashram and do a meditation? Would, it, would you have been inter- interested in that? I, I can't say that. I don't know. Well, if we had another day and tomorrow, would you want to go to that? I probably would have tried it if we would have. Okay. Know, if you would have asked. Anyway, so cool. Um, he acts like I say no to him often. No, I, I was just asking if that would have been as interesting to you as other things we could have done while in Sedona for such a short period of time. Right. So, as I'm coming out of the Grand Canyon, and it's now in the evening of the of July Fourth, I'm like, I really feel like I should look him up and see if he's available for a a private tour. 
So I call and I leave a voice message. You know, we order our food and I go outside and I call and leave him a voice message. And by the time our food comes or after our food comes, all of a sudden he's like, listen, I, I'm available. I could do something tomorrow night um, if you're interested at 4.45 p.m. And I'm like, yes, we are definitely interested. And then he gave us the price of what it would be if it's, you know, per person. He says, or if you want to do something private, it would be this amount for the three hours. And uh, we ended up paying uh, with the uh, tip and everything included. We paid $700 for a three-hour private tour with Rogelio. But if you're interested in learning more about that, you'll have to continue to listen to this episode uh, which we are going to finish recording after we finish having our our dinner here. All right, we are back on the road again. Insert Willie Nelson audio clip here. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Life I love is making music with my friends. And I can't wait to get on the road again. So we were just wrapping up. We had gone to the Grand Canyon. We had the Yippee Kaye, whatever, Yippee IO uh, dinner with the repeating song from the Twilight Zone. We felt like that. I had that inspired thought. Let me just go and see if I can call this guy. Rahelio and see if he's available to do a tour and he calls us back and says yes you're in so that's all squared away all set up and then we head back to Sedona via Oak Creek Canyon and we got that ice cream that you talked about and that was the end of what was that day five yes I personally think that day six was my favorite day in Sedona it's, it was a very good day. We got up. We walked to a little, a little restaurant and bistro. Had, it was a so bistro. It was a bistro. I couldn't. I knew it wasn't a cafe. I couldn't come up with. What, it was the, the. It was the HP American Bistro. Yes. So we had breakfast. Oh and wait. Then, well, we started the day off with um, Next Level Mastermind. Oh, we did. That was yesterday. Uh, let's see. Yesterday. What yeah. is today? Today's Thursday, so <laughs> yes, it was yesterday. It was You're Thursday. right. So we started the day off with the with the next level mastermind that went pretty well. Um, it went very well. Our internet held up. Our air conditioner in our room, which was really loud, didn't kick on too many times, and it was a really great hot seat. Yep. And so after the mastermind, after then the we mastermind, walked. then we went and got breakfast. I had an incredible omelet, and you had a brisket skillet. Yeah, it was a carne asada skillet, so there were the potatoes and peppers, and then um, the steak, two eggs, which I got mine over medium, and then it had a green chili salsa on it and some kocha cheese. And then we walked back to our hotel, and we went to Bell Rock. We did. And Bell Rock was amazing. Now, interestingly though, I, we, did, we did a meditation on Bell Rock, didn't we? We did. I 
I do. I remember doing that meditation, and for me, it was just a standard meditation. Did for me, I don't necessarily recall it being. I don't recall sitting there thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm really feeling the energy here." I don't know why, but that wasn't. Bell Rock is supposed to be one of the major energy vortexes as well, but for some reason, I wasn't really paying attention as much as for me I felt like I got into that mode of wow this is so cool let's climb and hike up this thing and and I was more taken in by uh, did I just take the right thing yes yeah okay so we are on US 93 north and we're on here for the next 88 miles so, is my question is, is this what we came in on? I don't know. I didn't pay attention to what we came in on. I don't. I don't remember. It either. does not matter. Anyway, we're 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 now. Uh, this could be an incredibly lengthy episode, except for the fact that we are talking about the last day or the well yesterday already. But we could be talking for eighty-eight more miles. <laughs> In this episode. I don't think we'll do that. No. So, Bell Rock. I, tell, tell me what you think about Bell Rock. I thought Bell Rock was phenomenal. It just, the... Wait a Okay, go ahead. Keep going. Because I'm going to retract what I just said earlier. Okay. I stand in all of the sheer beauty of it. Yes. Um energy vortexes aside it is just stunning and enjoying the hike that I mean that we that we did I obviously um, was not going to climb to the top because that's not something that actually interests me so for me, it really was just being there, being in awe of, of um, creation and the different ways. I love that I can be at home in Kentucky and I can, you know, um, I remember last fall... I was driving to the gym and off the side of the expressway there was just a gorgeous tree that I believe it was an orangish color um, as the leaves were changing. Yes. Matter of fact, you, you and let... I came home and I got you and I put you in the car and we drove to the next exit and turned around and came back so that you could also experience. enjoy this tree. <laughs> you it, wanted me to have that experience that you had. It was... This it was, tree called to Stephanie. It's like, oh my gosh. It says, look it at did. me. I'm beautiful. I'm here for you to see. And and so I can I can do that and I can experience that at home in different ways. And in di- But it, it's... I come here and, and I can have those same experiences, but it's so different. I love that, you know, at home I can see greens and yellows and, and you know, all of these vibrant colors. And here I'm seeing, you know, reds and, and I'm sure white is not the actual color of the stone, but against the red, it's what it looks like. And, um, it's like a tan color. It is, yeah. 
but to stand in in complete awe of of the the landscape of the land that we live in is awe inspiring for me. Yeah. And so to come here and to do that in such a completely different way, and also at home I have my routines and I have you know the things that I do, and so I see the same tree every fall when I drive to the gym, and um, that. It's not necessarily true because last fall that tree called to me. I didn't go put my hands on it and talk to it, but that's because you can't get off the expressway <laughs> there. But um, uh, that was really funny. If you could have seen Rob's face, he's like, he's talking to the tree. And, um, and so I'm I'm not one who really really needs to be in nature it's never really been my thing but also to be in it and experience it and and to stand in something vastly different from where I live and where I I don't know I just I'm amazed I'm feeling more and more called back to nature. I mean, when I was a kid, I did have a lot of experiences in nature. And my mom and my dad, when they first were together, um, who is my adopted dad now, but he was my stepdad at the time. We went up state New York and camped out in the middle of the wilderness there. And my real dad, uh, my biological dad, when I was a kid, oftentimes would take me to Mammoth Cave and we would camp out at Mammoth Cave. And so I've, I had a lot of experiences as a kid. And when I lived in the neighborhood back behind the airport, I used to play in the woods all the time. Right. I mean, I had my times as, as a kid when, um, so I moved to the farm when I was nine and uh, there, my grandparents bought this um, huge piece of land when they moved to um, Kentucky and then as their kids became adults and started some of them um, then bought land from their parents and so I grew up in I grew up on a farm from the age of nine to 18 and you know my grandparents were there and I had cousins down the road and I mean down the road down the driveway and across the across the field and you know we spent a lot of time outside climbing trees going walking to a creek that was um did you play in the creek absolutely we played played in the creek i remember Um, playing in a creek when i was a kid there's this place called fowler creek i think is what it was called okay and i think my mom my grandmother used to live on fowler creek road and so we used to play in the creek all the time as a kid and we um our family property touches gunpowder creek which is a popular creek in our area and so that's where we would go we would go play in gunpowder creek and um it's so um total total tangent about growing up and exploring the the woods and stuff is that i've been seeing this this um 
woman on on TikTok talking about um, what are Generation X? Is that what we are? Yeah. And I don't know if I am, but I think that you're at the very beginning of it. Okay. But uh, but I know that I am, and she, so this one that I talk is, I think it's it starts with like a millennial. I, he might I might be getting that wrong. Um, he might be the Gen Z, but he's saying, well, like, what, um... Was it about the water hose? What was it about the water hose? Like, why didn't you go inside and get a drink? And so she goes off on this tangent about, we weren't allowed in the house. Like, we were, we were put outside to play. We weren't allowed in the house. Um, it was so bad that, that they had to make a commercial that played at 10 p.m. Do you know where your kids are? (laughs) And, and so... I, I think about it, and that's exactly what it was like. We had it home in dark. Yeah. And, um... So, it's not too much of a tangent. This is a... So... Because what, what prompted this is you said, you know, I'm not much for... I'm not one for nature. And in my in my late teens and in my entire adult life, that has been true. That does not mean that I did not play in nature when I was younger. Right. And so, I don't know where that disconnect or where that change happened. My car's, the car's telling me, consider taking a break. Looks like, it, I think it has one of those sensors that keeps, oh, that knows whether or not you're looking at the road or whatever. You're not looking, pay attention. Um, anyway, just that, that, you know, there were times when I, when I played outside and my question is, I want to ask you this, though. Okay. Did you enjoy those times when you were a kid playing out in the woods and playing in the creek and, and, and that sense of freedom and, and just exploration and having like, fun? Did you enjoy it? I think that might be where my disconnect is because now, as an adult, I tell you, like, a lot of my memories of my childhood are shaped around my trauma that it is it can be very difficult for me to sit down and actually remember but as you remember good things and, as and you're so thinking about as it I'm now, thinking about, yes that? we built a tree house we you know we did all of these things um before high school I was very close to my cousin Darren who was just like a year older than me but a year and a half um but literally lived right down the driveway and we were the two oldest out of the group that because it was it was me and Darren and um, another cousin and then my brothers yeah um, my three my my three brothers who are closest in age I have um, I have four brothers but three of them are um, back to back so I'm 44 and right now they are 41, 40 and 39 like they are back to back and um, and so but Darren and I being the oldest were you know appointed ourselves in charge and and so we did We, we there were times when we, we had when I had fun outside and when I enjoyed being um, well knowing what you know today about nature 
how, and I'm just asking, I'm not mm-hmm. trying to suggest this to you, but my question is, looking back, do you see, do you, can you sense that there, the nature that you had as a kid available to you outside playing, that that was a, a part of the healing process for you from what you had experienced? I can relate it to healing now, but not then. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Now, that being in nature was the I that it that it facilitated some healing for you. It, it that sense of I'm a chi- I, that child spirit within you. I can I can see that now, um, yeah. because there were there were years where my my brain blocked out my trauma, so it did allow me to just be a kid for a while. Yeah. Not a long while, but <laughs> a while. And um, yes, the answer to that's yes. So this all got started um, with you saying that you have just standing not much- in just standing in Bell Rock and um, being in awe of the beauty and the differences that it has to home. That's where. Yeah. That's where I started. Like, going to Bell Rock for me wasn't about the energy. So I told you that I was going to retract what I said. You did. Be- yeah. Before I said I, I really didn't feel any energy there. But now that I think about it, I did. I, and I was specifically thinking about the meditation. Because the meditation wasn't, like, that didn't, that meditation that I did, that we did... That I, my experience of that meditation wasn't, it wasn't out of the norm. I mean, I I do a lot of meditation. It just didn't seem to me, like, set aside from any other meditation, if that makes sense. Yeah. But actually, um, if what Rogelio said is correct, or Rogelio, um, then he said that the Bell Rock and Cathedral are male energy masculine energy yeah and what it did I felt like a, it put me in touch with my inner child okay and all I could think of is like oh my gosh I could climb I want to climb this thing I want to have and also while we were there I'm totally disconnected from the world that's not Bell Rock right does that make sense to yes. you yes I'm, I'm not a business owner no I'm not a dad I'm not a you know, I'm not a guy who has this much income and needs to figure out how many clients am I going to get this month and that. And you know, there there was nothing else on my mind other than just Being. you and I hanging out on this rock together. And you're like, I'm not, you know, I don't need to climb this thing or whatever. And so I didn't. It, what, well, hold on. This is what's funny is. We're sitting there walking this trail, and I'm like, oh, we can walk up this little spot. And you're like, yeah, I could probably do that. And then I said, and then we would go, and I said, you could, we could walk up this little spot. And you're like, yeah, but okay. And there was, there was a couple of, we could do this, and you're like, I don't know. And But you, but you did. And it's like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. And before we knew it, we were halfway up Bell Rock. I mean, in no time at all. And then 
at one point we start going around the the side so bell rock is in the shape of a circle as you can imagine and we start going around to the side and it's a it's to the side and up so we're still even climbing higher and higher and higher not even realizing how high we're climbing and at one point stephanie's like uh I'm starting to get some concern. I'm starting to have this lost in the desert desert vibes. I did. We we'd already left the sign that said trail and Oh yeah. I was we, like, "Oh yeah, we got this." And I'm like, "I really I feel like if I go around that curve with you, I'm totally lost in the desert and just not willing to <laughs> to do that today." This was probably around what? 11 o'clock when we were on Bell Rock. Yeah, maybe. Somewhere yeah. around there. It doesn't matter, but um, I would say probably on Bell Rock at that time were about 35 people. However, Stephanie and I only maybe saw at most 10 people the entire time that we were there. Yeah. And we were there for a couple of hours, right? We were. And the, the t- 10 or so people that we saw was for a very short period of time and all of it was on the main trail when we but we spent a great deal of time off of the main trail going up all these other unmarked trails except for the fact that they're marked with the fact that they're paved with lots of people have been that but yeah we we were we were like out there literally all by ourselves. it felt like i mean we could still look up to the top and see that there were people up higher than us but they looked like ants. Um, but still, we we climbed to the half. I mean, I was actually shocked, Stephanie, that you that you hiked that far up. Mm-hmm. And I ah that that right there, that time on Bell Rock was amazing. And it, it, now that I think about it, if that if it's masculine energy and it is this uplifting energy, then yes. I, I definitely did, did feel it. I wasn't actually intentionally like thinking about it. Thinking were, it. Yeah. It's like I want I, I want to be a human dousing rod, and I want to <laughs> sit here and do I feel the energy? I no, the actual energy just so uplifted me that even thinking about is this a vortex? Am I feeling it? It was impacting me without it. Does that make sense? It does to me. And I also will say that when we got in the car and drove away, all of a sudden. It felt different. It's like there, there was a different. There's a different feel. It's like I was a little kid on that mountain, and it, it, and it, and I had an adventurous spirit. And for me personally, I had this feeling like I, I totally could climb to the top. And this, like, there's no, there's nothing I can't do, and I'll I, I'll find a way. Little side tangent here. Um, I recognize that my mom, and I think my dad as well, uh, my, my adopted dad, but um, I am absolutely convinced my mom has conditioned me to be absolutely terrified of snakes. <laughs> yeah, she has. I mean, I don't know what it is. And here's the thing. When I was a kid, I used to go out and play and... And of course, uh, snakes were out and and stuff like that. But my mom's terror when she saw a snake, I felt her terror. 
mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. And and so the sight of a snake instantly makes me go into fight or flight. Doesn't matter what kind of snake it is. Um, to my to my mom, all snakes are snakes and should be avoided. But uh, what was it? Was it last year we went to uh, Natural Bridge in Kentucky? Yep. So we went to Natural. Or, yeah, it was the, last it year. It was. It was in the fall. So anyway, I went there and I, I'm like, I cannot believe this exists within two hours of our home. Mm-hmm. And we have not been here. How is this possible? And uh, let's see here. Does that say Grand Canyon West tickets? It did. Huh. Interesting. So, I and so I eventually I next time I talked to my mom and dad I said, "Hey, I've got a bone to pick with you guys." You asked them on our way down there. No, like, it wasn't on the way because I would it would have been after I talked to them. Because then it was on our way home. Okay, probably on our way home because it I, was in the car that day. Yeah. So, uh, I'm like, I think it was. I, you guys owe you guys owe me some sort of apology an excuse you've you've got to tell me what the heck's going on here how many times in my life have you taken me to the smoky mountains okay an infinite number of times all right let me ask you this why on earth am i now 49 years old at the time why am i 49 years old and only just now visiting natural bridge in red river gorge for the first time in my life and do you know the first snakes? snakes. <laughs> they got they got rattle or copperheads and ra- rattlesnakes and blah blah Pink. blah blah. And it's like I don't know. It, I, she, she, she but said, that's what snakes, she told snakes, you. Snakes. You were going to Arizona, and she's like, well, that, and "Watch a, out for them rattlesnakes." My mom and that my was dad. The first thing my she mom said. and my dad, dad both is like, "Watch out for those snakes." And I'm like, "Will you just stop it with the snakes already?" I saw a snake while we were there. Where? On the sign that says, here are the creatures that live here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that there's was, even snake... That was in the Oak Creek Canyon overlook. There's uh, signs all over uh, Natural, Park, Natural Bridge Park in Kentucky mm-hmm. that says, uh, warning snakes, blah, 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 this and that. It's like... Okay, so there's it says to be warning, warned. It's like, watch your step, right? Anyway, I, I and and the, I will say that I still have a little bit of a phobia around snakes. I mean, not as much as I think it's it's my ignorance. I don't know. Like I know not all snake is like not every snake is a snake, but every, not every snake is venomous. Not every snake was a bad snake. That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, and what, I'm tired and, and, and now I'm even, full, so now and I'm... The, and the question is, is a rattlesnake a bad snake? Just because it has venom and can kill you. Right. Um, it, it's one... I mean, but yeah, the, the question is, is, you know, if, if you don't know, then it, it can be kind of terrifying. And I admittedly have not educated myself on snakes because the mirror image of them sometimes... Sometimes freaks you out, yeah. But, but not as much now as, as I'm going through this spiritual journey and realizing you know the conditioning of 
not just my beliefs about snakes, but my beliefs about everything, how much of it's just not true? How many things have I been taught to be afraid of that I no longer believe to be true? Right. And can the same be true of snakes? So we were walking down the Vegas Strip that one day, and that one guy had that big, long, yellow snake or whatever. Did you see that? I did. I'm pretty sure you did. And a a woman passing by... The woman was holding the snake. It was a man passing by. Okay, so the man was passing... Anyway, but the the passerby just said, sure, I'll I'll hold the snake, and they put the snake around the person. And I've seen this on television, and I, I was sitting there, and I was, you know... I was far enough away from it, but yet at the same time, the mere sight of it didn't have the same effect of me on me as before. And I even thought, could I, at this point in my life, could I do what that person's doing? And the answer to that question is yes. And the reason why is because I see that this other person is, who's doing it and the person who owns the snake that is offering strangers to hold this snake would not do that if that snake were going to harm that person. Right. And there's enough of me to know there's enough about how I'm able to think consciously outside of my program code. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so while I still say, okay, there is some value to having fear associated with snakes if you're ignorant of the difference between ones that could kill you if they bite you and versus the you know ones that won't anyway where did all that come from your mom so (laughs) oh anyway all of that to say here's stephanie and i we are sorry that's where it all came from (laughs) hold on so here's Stephanie and I. We are in as Stephanie's got her lost in the desert vibes. I did. We are totally. I mean, okay, we're not totally alone on this rock, but this rock is so huge. I mean, we're literally. We felt on, it. Felt like we were alone. We we were literally on a bell-shaped mountain. Yes. A significantly sized mountain, and while we may not have been the only people on that mountain, this mountain's so large that we were completely by ourselves. And the interesting thing is, is that my mom's warning, uh, watch out for snakes, occasionally came up and I'm like, listen, I I refuse to be afraid of walking around this next corner. I refuse to be afraid of taking that next step up this path. I, this, it's, it's, an, it's an irrational fear that is not necessary. And oh, hey, here's one of those dust devils. Do you see it? Yeah. So, I, I'm calling it a dust devil, but it's a little vor. It's a vortex. It is. And it, it dissipated already, but it actually came all the way up from there and then hit the side of the road and then stopped. There it goes. Yep. See it? I do. A little vortex right there. This so we I, had the, an amazing morning. Yeah, on Bell, Bell Rock. Rock. Bell Rock was awesome. I, I mean, I could have explored that the rest of the day. I wanted to go to Cathedral Rock next, but Stephanie's like, "Well, we've got a big three-hour tour tonight," and she didn't know how much we would be walking or hiking, and she, so she wanted to rest. 
turns out it was not a lot of hiking. No, it wasn't. But I still think rest was important. Um, because you said it might not only be physically, but also emotionally but also and emotionally. spiritually exhausting as well. Exactly. Or uplifting. You and said. Um, and it was, a- and it was. So we met. Well, well, we went back to the hotel. We got I got ice cream, and we went back to the hotel and. Then after I finished my ice cream, we I took slept a nap. for what, what, two and a half, I, three hours? I slept for an hour and a half. Oh, I think you slept for probably two. Um, and, well, actually, before we met um, Rahelio, we um, went back to Chocolate Tree. Chocolate Tree. Had, um, I had another ginger lemonade. Didn't and I need. had a natural root beer. Wasn't hungry, didn't need to eat. Yep. And, um, that but just sat in the garden thing. and just... Isn't that crazy how act, how physically active we were and how we just were not as hungry as normally we would be? We weren't. It was we, nice. We walked about 13,000 to 20 plus thousand steps a day. Yeah. Yeah. And it just wasn't... All right, so we went back to Chakla Tree... Because we were meeting Rogelio at 4.45, and uh, we had about an hour before that. So we went and had set in the garden sat oasis. in the garden and had our, you know, sipping on our, our drinks and having just a very relaxed time. I could see myself just going to Chocolate Tree with my Kindle and just reading for hours. Yeah. That is... It, it was 103 degrees, and under that little, tr- all of those trees canopy. It wasn't. It was just beautiful. Yeah. All right, go ahead. So we met Rogelio. So, yeah, we, we met up with Rogelio. He um, was taking us on a drive, um, talking about different things, and then uh, was, about the vortexes and the energy and... He was showing us a map of the, like a map of the terrain, and he was showing us how the people, certain people believe, and I, and I'm in alignment with this belief, but uh, that the Earth also has a chakra system just like the human body. And he was showing us on this map where they look like and the geometrical shapes that drawn around it, and it shows you all the different points and all these things. But anyway, it was it was pretty fascinating the the data that he was sharing. I personally felt that Rogelio's style of communicating it. I'm interested to know how much of that stuff, how much of that language, had you heard before, and how well do you think you re- were understanding how he was describing it. What language do you mean? Like the language? Well, I know you know about chakras. Yeah, I mean, I understood what he was explaining very well. I don't know how much I had. By the way, I am confirming I this before, is the road that we were on. It is to yes. get here because there's the windmill farm, and we're on That's currently wind turbines. Better, uh, yeah, the wind turbine farm. We're currently on good uh, pavement, and we've been through some bad pavement. And I know 
already the more bad payments ahead. I could have told you a while ago this was the right the same one, but um, but we were busy. We were talking. So I understood everything that he was saying. I'm not sure how much of it I had um, had heard before, but it wasn't all new information. Yeah. And it just seemed to me that the way he was talking about it, he he jumped like. And this and this, oh, and this and this and this and this, and it was just like, it seemed like he was speaking very disjointedly about as he was flipping through these images. But at the same time, I was following him, but I also know all that language. No, right, but I, I followed him. Okay. And good. that kind of scatterbrained, oh, but this makes me think of this and this, I, that resonates with me. <laughs> so. That, was, that wasn't a problem. I, I guess what I'm doing is I'm formulating is like, okay, if I was leading this tour for guests who are interested in these things, I, you know, this, I, I might have, I might have communicated differently. Does that make sense? I yes. might have, I might have told more stories and less facts. But. Okay. But that, that I'm just a verbose, wordy person. And yes. I get that. All right. So we, um, he drives us into... This is the first time I've ever been stopped on this road. Yes. I think it might be the only red light on this road. Was it Boyden? Uh, is that where he took us? Yes. Boynton, Boynton, Boynton Cap, uh, uh, Canyon. Canyon. Boynton Canyon. Okay. By the way, um, he was going to take us to Rachel. He was going to take us to... What? I thought it was Boyden with a... I think it's boy. boy. Anyway, anyway, we can look it up. It does not matter. Um, he was going to take us to Rachel's Knoll. He, yeah, he was going to. He, but he had learned that we'd already been to Rachel's Knoll. So. Oh, okay. Huh. And he said, "I'm so glad that you guys went and had a great time at Rachel's Knoll." Uh, but he says, "Well, since I take you to, you, uh, then I've got some other places I'll take you, so that I'm not taking you someplace you've already been." Gotcha. He did confirm, though, we did not go to the right place on. Airport Mesa. He did confirm that. Yeah, he's like, no. If, if you were in the, you need if, to be here. If you were in the scenic view for the sundown for the sunset. sunset, that's not the vortex. Right. The vortex is is a is a little bit lower down, and you'll see cars parked down there. And he's like, hmm, good to know. So, yet again, confirming that um, Rob from Safari Jeeps does not know much about the area. So he took us to um, Boynton Canyon. Yes, and um, led us through a meditation. Well, hold on. Not just led us through a meditation. It is a sound healing, blessing, prayer service ceremony. Go ahead. I I don't need to. You finished it for me. So okay. Thanks for that. Why am I here? I don't know. Why are you here? I don't know. Tell, tell him about it, though. Well, I mean, that, that was... He led us through a meditation healing ceremony. It was an amazing experience. I even broke a cardinal self-rule and put my feet in the grass. I was absolutely blown away. Stephanie Ravenscraft <laughs> took her shoes off. And planted her feet in grass. 
And that right there should tell you where my mind was at. So, um, I do not, have not, ever enjoyed the feel of grass against my skin. I am, yes, I used to play outside when I was a kid. Did I roll around in the grass? Hell no, I did not. I don't like the feel of grass on my skin. But I took my socks and shoes off and I put my feet on the grass during our time, during our ceremony, whatever you want to call it. Um, And when I came out of that, when I came out of that meditation, um, now, the only part of my body that was touching the grass were my feet. The rest of me was laying on a yoga mat. Just, just so nobody can tell me that it was just the grass. When I got up, I was itchy all over. Like something was trying to escape my body. Yeah. That's the only way I can describe it to you. And it was not the grass. Because I know what that, I know what that feels like. Like, um, and this sensation persisted. It it stayed with me. And then, um, so after our meditation, I wake up, I have this, this odd sensation going on. Um, we walked, um, a bit and he showed us this, um, ceremonial, um, worship ground. the the crosses and explained why they were painted the colors that they were painted and their placement due to the um, solstice solstice and and then he said do you want to go to the water we're like sure so we get back in his um, suburban and he takes us to this park at the bottom, well, underneath um, Cathedral Rock. and Not underneath, but like flowing, bl- from. flowing from. And it takes us to the creek, to Oak Creek. And we talk about the difference between the masculine energy that you feel at like Cathedral Rock or Bell Rock. And, and then he's talking about the feminine energy that flows through um, this area and and through the creek and how they are different can you feel the difference and um, walking in I felt the difference yeah as soon as you walk in the the canopy of the trees that are fl- surrounding the creek as soon as you walk in it's an instant like calming yeah energy. it is so um, so I, I felt that and then you want to take your socks and shoes off and get in the water? Absolutely. And when when I put my feet in the water, I was centered. Whatever sensation was going on in my body was gone. And I... I feel different 
you feel different or felt different? I feel different. Okay. There must have been something in the water. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying there must have been something in the water. Now that song's going to be stuck in my head. Thank you. You're welcome. At least I have a really cool stage backdrop to to (laughs) To visualize now. Yep. Yes, you do. Awesome. So you feel, so what you're saying is you feel that being in that water, like, changed something inside of you or energetically. Yes. Awesome. So there are, I want to go back to the ceremony. All right. There were, there was this beautiful grassy area that is ironic given the fact that you're in the middle of Sedona, right? But because it's in a canyon and there is a spring back in that area, there's this, there's this grassy area. Oh, I forgot about the hummingbirds. Go ahead. Say that again. I forgot about the hummingbirds, but uh, yeah, yeah, that's why. I'm, Go ahead. Yeah, so in this grassy area, right in right in this canyon, and we're literally surrounded by all these massive red rocks. And he points out where there are ancient, uh, traditional ceremonial sites from Native Americans, which is cool to have somebody who has access to all of this information and and about the Native American experience there. He's not natively from Sedona, but he's been there for 34 years and is very much plugged into this culture. And um, that's one of the things that I really resonated when I watched that YouTube video. I was like, okay, this is a guy I would love to have guiding Stephanie and I through Sedona. I'd love to have that experience. And of course, totally manifested it. Uh, against all crazy odds of holiday week and literally 20, Last minute. Tw- within 24 hours we're sitting there being on a private tour with him. So uh, anyway, so there's this grass area and we pull out these yoga mats and yeah, the first thing we notice is that there are hummingbirds in this area, which is weird to see hummingbirds given the fact that, you know, we're kind of in the desert. There's not a lot of, I don't, I didn't see any flowers there, but there were like four or five hummingbirds just hovering around this area. Then we lay down our yoga mats and he has us lay on the ground to do this ceremony. And it, it was a powerful experience. I've been through shamanic journeying before, which this included a shamanic journey. So so this is a very shamanic practice. And and this is one of the... Look, isn't that gorgeous? Yes. We didn't get to see that on the way out. But... Because this would have been behind us. Yeah. But that... Is amazing. That is stunning. Anyway... Wow. (laughs) I'm just like, how gorgeous that is. All right, Lake Mead is in one mile. We have made really good time, haven't we? We really have. I I guess I shouldn't have joked about the fact that this could last 88 more miles. (laughs) Because it sounds like it's going to. Anyway, 
Welcome to Road Tripping with Cliff and Stephanie. That would be a great podcast. We've had some of our best conversations on road trips. Yeah. So, um, shamanic journeying. Now, because Rogelio is also Native American, he um, played the flute and he had this rattle and the drum and he he did what's called sound healing and balancing. Did you, did you, did you, um, experience, I'm sure he did it for you as well, but where he helped synchronize your right and left side of your brain, Yes. where you, you heard the drum over here and then heard it in the left in it. Did you feel it pushing the energy from one side to the other back and forth? Yes. If anybody is listening and you've heard of binaural beats, it was like that, but in real time. It was the most incredible thing. And then when he brought the drum over my body, I literally felt the vibration of the drum vibrating every cell within my body. Did you feel that? Yes. I mean, it literally... Rever- my body was it, beating to the drum. My, exactly. My, my, every, and not just my body, but every cell in my body... Well, that's your body. ...was responding that, to that, it. That's... Yeah. Anyway, that it was incredible. And then in the memorial service, we also did a prayer, a group prayer, the three of us together, which was a blessing for the earth and for humanity. And it was, and it, it was an incredibly enriching spiritual experience. Yes. And then we went to the water. And then we went to the water. Okay. So, um, Stephanie put her feet in the water. I also enjoyed my feet in the water and it was a very, for me, it was just such a pleasant experience. It's It's been so long since I've ever like gone to a creek and said, but here's what really spoke to me. It was the, consider taking a break. I'm sorry, dude. I'm looking at my wife a little bit while I'm driving. Just leave me alone. This car won't. It's like, dude, you need some coffee. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What got, what struck me was the purity of the water. Yes. I don't, I didn't ask Rogelio, but, you know, it's obviously spring water because it comes from, it's actually coming out of a spring. spring. And it's rushing through all of this rock and all this other... But, I mean, it looked like you could just drink that water. I didn't. I didn't. But... And I wondered. But it was... But it just was so clear. And the, the, the current of the water had energy to it. Yep. All right? And the... The rock formations, like the the shelf of the red rock that we stood on, was just I don't know. You had the it's kind of like the grounding of the earth with the the, the energy of the water, and, and it was I don't know. It just there was something in the water. There was something incredibly powerful about standing on the earth that has this incredibly vi- this incredible vitality water life running 
across it. Does that make sense? So, yeah, it was incredible. And um, I looked down, as soon as we got in, I looked down, I'm like, oh, this is my rock. So there are two different places where I brought home from this trip. I got two different rocks that are kind of like totem. You know, I, I think they call them totems. But uh, I have a rock from the Grand Canyon and I have a rock from Sedona from this creek bed that we were in. And then we also picked up a red rock today, but we haven't got to today yet. No, we haven't. We'll do that on the way to the airport. We are on the way to the airport. <laughs> I'm just kidding, babe. Um, so, yeah. And then we, we took a picture with Rahili. Oh, we walked barefoot. We did. For a great... We walked barefoot all, across, all along the creek bed and then off to this path. And that was very fun. How often do we walk barefoot on the earth? Not often anymore. I did all the time when I was a kid. Yeah. I, I think I want to make a point to do it more often. So, yeah. Then we... we left that part. Oh, by the way, we forgot about the trees. Yes. So there are, there were three massive trees that I don't know, they, they could have looked like they could have been a couple thousand years old by the, the size of these things. They were amazing. And yeah, anyway, it just it is such a stunning experience. And then what did we do after that? We so after he took us back to Whole Foods, which is where we met him, which is where we met him, um, we had—I can't even call it the worst because really it just holds up to who they are now. We had Chipotle. Um, yeah. When I say I want Chipotle, I mean I want Chipotle from like seven years ago. Okay. Because that's when it was good. Chipotle is not good anymore. And if you think it's good, that's fine, but it's not what it was seven years ago. Right. And. So we had Chipotle, which was fine. That was our dinner for the evening. And then we had ice cream. Yeah. And then we went to bed. <laughs> yep. I was just like, well, we showered because we had walked barefoot. So yes. um, I had to clean those feet before we got in bed. But um, we each had big, huge mud prints I know. in the bottom of the shower when we took our shower. And um, so this morning I woke up. At like 7.30 with a headache, took some ibuprofen and laid back down for an hour, knowing that, well, last night I asked Cliff, what time is checkout? He says 11. I said, perfect, I'll be up at 10. And joking, because, you know, I wasn't really going to sleep until 10, which is 1 o'clock at home. That just, you know, is not something that I... Once my body's awake, it's awake. So anyway, I woke up at 7.30 and I took my um, ibuprofen and laid back down for an hour. And then when my head was feeling better, I, you know, woke up. We packed up our room. We are, I am, and you are probably by proxy because I started it. But very, um, what's the word I'm, I'm looking for? Considerate. Uh, hotel guests. <laughs> okay. 
when so when we get all of our stuff packed up this morning the trash was full because we'd been there for four whole days and we had a lot of um, we, all, we put we always put stuff so we always put do not disturb on our door and like listen we don't need housekeeping we don't need yeah, anything don't, we just go out and ask them for an extra tower some toilet paper, paper every if now we and need then. it yeah so um so we so, so our room all had the not garbage. been serviced since we checked in on sunday and um but we took we bagged up all of our trash and set it off to the side um wrapped up all of our towels and put them inside the shower that's something i learned on the um washington dc field trips i took with the kids okay it was um easier that way for the for the um room service for the hotel staff to um get the dirty towels if they were all in one place okay. and it stuck with me I, I do that all the time now um but um put our put our room you know got our stuff packed up and put our room as together as you can for for checking out of a hotel and we got in the car and here we are everything else you know because we've literally been recording that, that, this the whole time no 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 stephanie we are not done yet Stop i that. know we drove back through a creek canyon we went back to the overlook we had a meditation oh, we bought look. um handcrafted pieces of um of jewelry and and dream catchers from from native americans who are um who are selling at the top of the Oak Creek Canyon Overlook. And it's guaranteed authentic Native American jewelry because it's... Because it's the only way they can keep their permits to sell there. And, um... Well, and then we got in the car and we've been talking to them ever since. Okay, but you, you kind of just rushed <laughs> through that whole thing there. I'm thinking right about now they want us to rush No. <laughs> so... Tell them about, I mean, obviously you got dream catchers for the kids, but tell them about the jewelry that you got. So my piece is, um, it's a coral. Necklace? It's an, it's a necklace. Well, it's a pendant. Okay. pendant. I will probably change Yeah. the, um, thing it's on. I just had her put it on a piece of black string, um, cording and, uh, It is in the shape of Arizona, because I'm taking Arizona home with me. Get it? And it's made of, it's made of turquoise and coral, which I looked up while you were getting gas. Together, um, turquoise and coral symbolize the union of earth and water, huh. and the red associated with um, birth bound by the purity of white silver. So I'm going to do more reading and studying on the, the stones that create my piece yeah. when um when my internet doesn't go out every <laughs> when my uh, connection doesn't go out every five seconds um, so the first time that we stopped i at the overlook i bought mckenna a dream catcher i am hoping that she'll hang it in her dorm oh look and now we're back in nevada yep we have now left arizona you were talking about the first time you were there at so the i um i bought McKenna a dream catcher in the hopes that she'll hang it in her dorm room and then talk to her about the meaning and the anyway and then when we were at the Grand Canyon I was texting with Megan and told her just that it was breathtaking and she said send me pictures I wasn't really taking as many pictures as 
Cliff was, so I decided just to FaceTime her. I had a connection, so I called her, and while we were talking, she told me that they, um, Megan and Jacob and Matthew and Bella had done something for me that has been on my to-do list for a very long time, and um, it's just not something that I've been getting around to, and they did it for me. So then I was like, well, I want to get them something, and I decided I wanted to get them dream catchers as well. Yeah. And then... Um and then you got two pieces. I got two pieces. So I got a hand... Well, everything is handcrafted. But I got this necklace. And it is... What kind of beads? Uh, juniper seeds. Juniper seeds. And then just and, glass beads. And, and it's got uh, tur- turquoise colored glass beads. Yes. But juniper beads. Um, and it's, it's a really cool necklace. I really enjoy it. I think I paid $25 for that. And then I got a pendant which is a swirl pattern and the swirl pattern it, it by the way it has a stone in the middle of it but the swirl pattern pattern stands for rejuvenation and it's like a, a whirlwind that blows out the old and makes room for the new is the meaning behind it so i really as a matter of fact it, it, it really spoke to me i was like i love this pattern and then um, i got one with a fire or black opal stone in it and I asked them you know because I was looking for something with the fire element you know because it's wind and fire and I'm like you know I, it's, I think that speaks to you know me a whole lot and um, then it, I found this one and I'm like okay this is this is what I want what yours what'd you say keep going okay I'm listening to you but, um, yeah, so I'm wearing both of those necklaces now. And th- she did have, a like, a trinket chain that she could put it on. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want the chain. And she offered to do the corded, the black corded um, material. And it's hand... I love how she did that and the way that it's, you know, you can loosen it, tighten it, and make it shorter, smaller, yes. and all this. And given the fact that that was hand done by her, I'm like... I have a very nice leather necklace at home that I could put this on, but I think I'm just going to keep this corded. Keep it on the yeah, because it is. I, I just love that she hand tied it right there on the spot. This trip was incredibly awesome. It was way more than I thought we would experience. I definitely feel completely rejuvenated so many things that were on my mind were tempted to be on my mind and it just it just it wouldn't stick for like in a good way it's like I was able to really just be if you will right and that felt so good but um the question is is uh not if we're coming back to Sedona but when it's just when how long can we wait wait before we come back I mean it is it is it is quite a bit of a trek going from the east coast to the west coast yeah. but one thing I do know is that if we can avoid it I'd like to avoid Las Vegas oh we can definitely avoid it oh, there just, are so many other places we can fly into the only reason we came into I, Vegas I was for that show um, but I mean just overall I wonder if I can avoid Las Vegas 
I've never really enjoyed it. But there are, like I said, there's... There like, are a couple of reasons you would go. Are there are a couple of reasons I would go. A couple, There are conferences I would come to and, and stuff like that. Even though it's not even the most... Ple- to walk through casinos with all that cigarette smoke is still not pleasant. No, it's not. But um, anyway, I, with that being said, it, Las Vegas isn't terrible. It's just not desirable. It's not mine. It's not for me. Yeah, we, we, we could easily fly into Phoenix or wherever would be within... Because that's only like two hours from Sedona, right? Right, I think so. But like we're definitely going to go back to Sedona. And I think we're definitely going to go back to the Grand Canyon. Those are two places that we are going to go back. I think we're definitely going to move to Arizona. You think we're going to move to Arizona? I don't know. I think right now, yes. If you Right now, the answer is yes. Take me home to my dog and my kids and the answer might change. Yeah. I could definitely see moving to Arizona. I will tell you, it would... Um, I don't know. Would we move to Sedona, though? I don't know. But I, I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, and I, I wouldn't want to live here full-time. There's still a lot in Kentucky that keeps me... Um, Check wanting this out. to stay close to there. We're only 12 miles from our exit off of this road. We actually, this podcast literally went the whole 88 Told you. Um, anyway, there, there are definitely still ties to Kentucky for me right now. And um, and being three hours behind, it's, it's hard. Not that it can't be done, but... Um, yeah. But staying in contact and finding a good time to talk and has been a challenge this week. Now, I know that those things will change as, you know, McKenna goes to college in a couple of weeks and, you know. Well, there's also the thing to be said about going and visiting a place. There is. And, you know, because when you live in a place, sometimes... It loses it. It, it can, you can become very familiarized to it and... It, it doesn't stand out as much. There have only been... So, I've lived in Northern Kentucky my entire life. Um, very short time I lived up in Ohio, but it was really, like, months. I don't think it even counts in the grand scheme of everything. So, I have lived in Northern Kentucky my entire life. I've lived in the same county for a majority of my life. And... There have been only two places that I have visited where I have had a feeling of homeness, and Sedona was one of those. What's the other one? Franklin. Oh, yeah. And she's talking about Franklin, Tennessee. Tennessee. And so I know that I I will be back. I don't know when. Um, Probably will be (laughs) post-wedding. You think so? I think so. Well, I think at this... It's July. Everything now will be post-wedding. Okay. Um, so basically, um, the week after the wedding, we should plan our trip to Sedona? Probably. <laughs> anyway. But it was a fantastic trip. It far exceeded my expectations. I can't wait to come back. There you go. That'll wrap it up. So, I, I know for a fact this will be in Train with Cliff Audio Journal. Should it be in Family from the Heart? It could work there. Yep. 
Okay, and should it be Thriving Mosaic? Why not? There we go. So this is the end of this episode for all three of those shows. Until next time, we encourage you to do what? What you love. Live the life of your dreams.